Hey guys, thanks for tuning back in to Truth Radio, a podcast station dedicated to bringing the body of Christ together through the Word of God, prayer, and testimony. On Truth Radio, we don't allow our past to define who we are, but we allow the Word of God to show us who we are in His Son, Jesus Christ. Let's begin. Hey guys, thanks for tuning back into Truth Radio. This is Joey, and we are very excited. We have Adam Bruton here today in the studio, and we're just going to get to know a little bit about him, his background, where God is taking him, and where God has him currently, and there's a reason for that. We'll get into that later. So <laughs> right now, I kind of have him searching his Bible for a life verse. <laughs> so just pick one that's highlighted, and oh, we will go from there. I got way too many things highlighted in this Bible, so... Um... Very. Well, let's just start with your name. <laughs> I am Adam Bruton. Yes. Uh, Adam Jacob Bruton, yes. Good name. I am from St. James, Minnesota. Uh, lived in Huntington Beach, California for five years. Whoop, whoop. Raised in a, a church family, church-going family, and grandfather's a pastor. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Love my family very much. They're great. So would you say just because you were raised in a church family means that you were always following Christ? Um, Wow, that got real real quick. I mean, okay. So I've been saved since I was 13. uh, But I never knew... I never knew what that meant. I, I knew I was asking Jesus Christ into my heart. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I lived my own way for too long, ten years, and it's gotten me. I don't know, but God has been in my life throughout everything I've been through, um, good or bad. He's always been there, and so I mean, yeah, I guess I was following. Christ, but no, no, I wasn't. I'm not not through my life. I was not. Um, I am now, though. Isn't it awesome that God chases down the one out of 99? Amen. Amen. Got to say that. If you guys didn't get a chance to listen to Parable of the Day, it's a new segment that we're trying to do where we just pick not a random parable, but a parable that the Holy Spirit's leading us to. Uh, I went through John 10 two or three days ago. Hopefully you guys got a chance to check that out. If you haven't, go back to the website, to YouTube, to Facebook, wherever it is that you follow us or listen, listen to us off of, and check that out. Hopefully you guys, you guys will be blessed by that. Um, so let's get a little bit more into your story. Um, we've had testimonies where people have come out of addiction. Um, we've had testimonies where people have followed Christ their entire life. Uh, where do you kind of land on that spectrum? And I know it's weird to like interview this <laughs> because we're friends, so I know... But just so the listeners can have kind of a weird relationship with you, you know, through the airwaves. <laughs> right now. <laughs> um, so, okay. I come from a background where I was doing everything correctly, um, living a straight-laced life on the surface, leading worship in church. Um, that's what it seemed like. And when I would go back to school, or I would go extracurriculars, whatever, um, I would 
do whatever I wanted to do. I was that that churchgoer that was good on Sundays. Just did whatever I wanted. Sunday every, saint. Yep. And a Sunday ain't. Yep. Yeah, I me was, too. Yeah. Very much that. And, um, yeah, I, I uh, just became addicted at an early age. I think I was 15 when I discovered the first time I had um, experimented with anything that would alter my mindset. And... I was very involved in school, very involved in everything I did, plays, music, um, whatever you, whatever I wanted to do. So I was, I tried to stay motivated and that was where my addiction came in, where I was taking things that would make me more likable in my eyes yeah, and other people's eyes. But really I was not that. And then I took a hard turn into... Can I say what it was? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Uh, I took a hard turn into um, methamphetamine, and that was that changed my life forever. Yeah. And I thought it was for the good all the time, but really, I lost everything. I almost lost my family. I tried to fill a void in my life that only Christ and God could fill. And cleaned up. I went to treatment in... Granite Falls, and I, that's where I, you know, I was thinking at that time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to go back home. I'm going back to St. James and I'll be good. I didn't realize how easily influenced I was by everybody around me. And those people were not my friends. They Mm. just wanted, sure, they were my friends when it was like, okay, well, if things are bad, here you go. And they'd hand me the, whatever. And... So I felt this pull in my life where I needed to go somewhere else. And I talked to Adam Trask on the phone. And after I filled out the application for the fortress, and I felt, as soon as I got there, I just felt like super just accepted. I felt like I was home. You know what I mean? And I, I know that. Sometimes it can get a little hectic, you know, but it, it's a really great place. And what God has done in my life and feeling the love of Christ, I mean, I still beat myself up every now and then when I sin, but he has been that sacrifice for all of that. He loved us so much. Absolutely, yeah. And it's just, I don't know, it gets me... <clears throat> It gets me kind of, yeah, I don't know. It gets me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it makes me feel like, you know, there's a. God has us here for a reason. God has every single one of us here through whatever we've been through, whether it be overdoses, whether it be, um, you know, just depths and depths of despair, like deepest. To depths of despair and addiction. I mean, that's where we feel like we've lost everything, and material-wise, we have. But most of the time, yeah. But we haven't lost ourselves. We haven't lost. That's when God makes Himself so evident to us. Is at our lowest points, and I think that is one of the amazing things about where we are all at now. Because 
yeah, I mean, I still pinch myself and try to say wake up, but I know I'm awake and I'm, yeah. and this is, it's, it's amazing, you know, I don't know. It's funny because <laughs> this, well, we've said time and time again with people that we've interviewed and talked with that your testimony isn't just about your past, it's about your present. And the Lord's kind of been working in Adam's life to where now, uh, looking for him. Okay. So <laughs> now he's, he's doing a worship for the Fortress worship team along with Jose Garcia, the co-host. And, and it's amazing. So when, can we just kind of talk about how that came about? When did you know that that was kind of your calling? Because, I mean, there are some people that should sing and some that shouldn't. <laughs> so Because you said that when you were younger, you were leading worship? I was... I was playing bass in my church. My mom was a singer, um, and they had enough guitarists where she's like, "Hey, I'll buy you a, I'll, buy, I'll buy you a bass guitar if you learn how to play." I'm like, "Oh, nobody cool plays the bass." But <laughs> <laughs> the guy at the music store told us bass players don't get chicks, but you know, oh. it's okay. <laughs> but I, I think that was one of the. I don't know. It was just kind of a really cool thing, and. Then I started doing it for like youth group, and, um, and they gave me a microphone, and then I was harmonizing while playing the bass, and it was something very special to me. Music has always been huge for me. It's the only way I feel like I can truly express myself and share my story, or you know, that's where I feel a lot of the the spirit, and I don't know, I I just get chills when. I'm listening to a song and it just makes me want to break down and cry. Like yeah. if, it, you know, a worship song, it's not, I used to get that way with secular songs, but it's nothing like that anymore. I mean, there's a few of them, but it's not, there's still an underlying, I feel like there's an underlying message there and music can be interpreted any way, no matter what it is. But worship music has been huge. Um, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I've always wanted to be a Christian artist, songwriter, singer, because just after seeing, going to Sunshine here in Wilmer, when I was, you know, that's huge, like, that's a big thing, and to see all those people, and then to be able to meet them afterwards, and then hear their story, and have them pray for you, like, you're like, oh, I'm just, I'm just a fan, you know, like, and they're, and they go, well, I'm not a rock star. Well, you are, but, you know, things like that. Yeah, but for scale that around yeah, out there. I mean, it's a, it's a great, I don't know, music has always been very special to me. I mean, my family, all songwriters, um, whether they want to admit it or not, we've all been giving, given a great gift by God. And it runs in our family to have an ear for music. Uh, my grandma plays piano. Uh, <clears throat> my uncles are both songwriters. And I know my aunts and my mother, are they're able to sing. And it's, I don't know, I've always wanted to kind of break the mold there and be able to do something with it because my uncles were kind of perfectionist about it. And... Um, you know, that's not knocking on them. They're great songwriters. They're great singers, self-taught guitarists. But, you know, they they don't... They got their own lives going on, where we all do. You know, I mean, that's the thing. But, I don't know, music's very special to me. Especially after, you know, listening or watching the documentary <coughs> on Martin Luther, where he brought that 
into the church, like back in, that's 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 where I he like had my attention. I mean, he had my attention before that, but I was just like, wow, <laughs> that's that's pretty cool, you know. I mean, but so okay, I gotta apologize. You'll see me on my phone, but it's because I'm looking for scripture to back up what I'm about to say. Because because of the conviction of what like I've been hearing through Pastor Adam Trask and Pastor Chris Ali. I want to be able to back up what I'm saying with scripture. Amen. So what I'm hearing through your story is that God will fulfill what he has started in you. And that brings me to Genesis 28, 15. What's, what's more, I am with you and I will protect you wherever you go. One day I will bring you back to this land. I will not leave you until I have finished giving you everything I have promised you. You started off worshiping when you were a kid throughout your childhood. You fell off. But God is going to finish in you what he has started. Amen. No, I'm so. Can I pull a Pastor Chris Ollie? Yeah, go for it. Who is that written to, though, in Genesis? Abraham. Okay. We're still going to use that scripture because it has a <coughs> strong point, but we're going to turn into Matthew 7, where it says, um, If you seek me, you will find me. If you knock, the door will be opened. And me and me and Pastor Chris had this conversation on the podcast that we did where <laughs> I brought up Jeremiah 29, 12. And he said, brother, you're not Jeremiah. Amen. But I was able to back it up in the New Testament when Jesus was talking to all of us. So I think that... That was Matthew 7 what? Uh, you're going to have to do a little bit of digging there. Oh, okay, okay. Would you have my Bible? I'm kind of boxed in here. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, seven, seven. Keep on asking, you will receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking, and you will find. Keep on knocking, and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives. Everyone who seeks finds. To everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Boom. NLT. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. And if you have the right Bible, it's page numbered. <laughs> totally kidding. So, yeah, this segment, guys, we're just trying to get a little, to know a little bit about Adam. Um, we've gotten to talk to Jose. These are two guys that are vital to the student panel. A, we all live together. We do life together on a day-to-day basis. We struggle together. Sometimes we struggle well. Sometimes we don't. Um, Amen. And that's <laughs> so true. I mean, we just sit here and... What are you doing? Dude? <laughs> Almost made some noise. Yes. Um, we sit here, on, on, I mean, on a daily basis, seeing each other. And sometimes watching each other struggle and not knowing how to reach out. Um, and I know, I know this might be a little soon, but Adam has been going through something over this last week with this work. And I know, but this yeah. is Truth Radio. We talk about everything. Yeah. Um, you want to just kind of talk about it? Because I have... <laughs> I know. I know um, it's, a, it's a, bit, a bit quick. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm going to not say uh as much, but I just did three but, times. But, um, there. like, <laughs> so. I tend to whistle sometimes when I get excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yesterday, well, I don't know. It was just going on for a few weeks now. I've been thinking that this job I'm taking, or have taken, is, I'm acting out of my own will. I'm not, I'm not listening to what God is saying to me. I'm not praying as much. I'm not in my in the word enough. So you mean to tell me that when you became a Christian, it didn't all fall into place? 
Oh, dang. I thought that's what happened, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> you have to work at it? <laughs> ah, crap. <laughs> and we don't need to get into too much detail, but we just... I personally wanted to get the point across to the listeners that even as a Christian, you're going to struggle. I mean, it says, don't be surprised when you go through fiery trials. I mean, at that time, they were talking about, like, physically fiery trials, and we go through trials every single day. But it's recognizing that we are fighting from what? Victory. There you go. (laughs) We're all waiting for a cue. (laughs) No, we fight from victory. And once we have that mindset... Um, something I like to call, I'm totally stealing this from Graham Cook, a, uh, oh man, a kingdom mindset where we fight from victory and it's not a problem, it's a possibility. Um, it really kind of changes how you do life, especially when we all live together. Um, yeah. Yeah, even though living with 30 guys... You can tell when something's up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we've been there for... I've been there eight months. Six. Two days ago, eight months. Year and a half. Dang. So, I mean, we've we've gotten that... (laughs) We've been around each other enough where we notice when something's not right. Whether the door's closed all the time, whether it's no eye contact in the hallway. You know, like, that's a big one for me. I don't make eye contact with anyone if I'm struggling. And it's... Hmm. You know, well, noted. You know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you're out in public and you meet Adam Bruton, no I will eye be contact. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, that's yeah. Standing in standing in the truth and the strength and the the truth that we are the Lords, we are children of God. We are the Lords. Sorry, I just had to <laughs> throw Lord. that in there. Lord. Did you say the Lords or the Lords? I said we are God's children. Oh, okay. I thought you said we are lords. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. No, what I mean. Sorry. <laughs> no, but standing in that truth and that that strength that he gives us is a, it's, we know we're supposed to do that. For me, it's not that easy. I don't know why. I have no idea why, but it's. I don't know. I feel weakest when I don't pray first, you know. I, I and I, I'm still getting the hang of that. You know, you have to be able to talk to God like He's He's right there with you. Don't get too down on yourself either, brother. Because as you've heard over and over, I struggle with my identity and what I I always put. Not always, because sometimes you know I come to my senses and you know put my identity in Christ, which everyone should. But I do a lot of the times put my identity in what other people think and say about me. But as long as you go back to what the Bible says about you, and yeah, I get, I get what you mean. Don't feel condemned because there is no condemnation in Christ. Amen. Thank you. Amen. That was nice. Huh? Yeah. All right, so we're going to end out this uh, testimony portion of it. You must <laughs> knock, over, almost those knock over some drinks. Um, Adam, you want to pray us out? Oh, could I do my life verse? Oh, oh you found I, yeah, found I found one. Highlighted and all or no? No. Highlighted, oh, yes. Okay. Galatians 1.10. 
Obviously, I'm not trying to win the approval of people, but of God. If pleasing people were my goal, I would not be Christ's servant. Amen. And that's something that I need to... That's a t-shirt. Need to, yeah, that's a t-shirt that's right a there. That's a t-shirt, Pastor Brent. You hear that? <laughs> yeah, buddy. $7 a piece on Harvest Church, Wilmer.com. Or you know, at, we at radio. <laughs> uh, truthradio.com is that... No, I'm hoping to actually make some shirts. We'll talk later about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. By the way, Steve posted with, we might be selling shirts, coffee cups, pens. With those horses on them. With, yeah. We've got an awesome horse poster in the uh, studio. That's an inside joke if none of you get that. But yeah. It's, well, I mean, it's inside. It's <laughs> inside the studio. On? Yes. Uh, at first, we asked you to pray out. I actually want... Hmm. <laughs> Jose to start and we're actually going to pray for Adam Whoa. into that life verse alright let's kick us off dear Heavenly Father I come before you dear Lord and I lift up my brother Adam Bruin dear Lord I I thank you for his life I thank you for always bringing him back into the fold dear Lord always reminding him that he is yours dear Lord and the enemy has no claim over him dear Lord I declare through victory, dear Lord, that he will be called into his purpose, that he will follow in what you say, dear Lord. There is no more of this worldly pursuit, dear Lord. He is going to be going after what you say about him. He's going to be going after what you have in store for him, dear Lord. I claim in the name of Jesus Christ and the blood that he shed, dear Lord, that the enemy is not going to take this brother. He's not going to drift him away from any of us and drift him away from you, dear Lord battle, dear Lord. I pray that he just leans into your strength, into your wisdom, into your care, into your love, that he knows that he is loved at the fortress, that he knows he is loved in the community, he is loved by his girlfriend, Brittany, dear Lord, but most of all, he is loved by the Almighty, by our Lord and Savior, in the beginning and the end, the Alpha and the Omega, dear Lord. Don't let him go. Keep chasing after him. Even if you have to throw him to the ground and wrestle him, dear Lord, break his hip. Put a thorn into his foot. Keep him here, dear Lord. Don't let him go. I thank you for what you're doing in this brother's life, what you're doing in all the brothers' lives that I've come into contact with. I pray this all in your son's holy and mighty name. Lord, I just lift up my brother Adam too, Lord. I pray God that when he looks into the mirror, he will stop seeing himself and he will begin to see you. He will begin to take every thought captive and hold it to the obedience of the Word of God. And anything that doesn't line up with Scripture, may he just completely drop it and not think about it, not allow it to dictate how his day is going to go. God, I pray peace over him as he lays down, Lord. And I thank you, God, and this is the first prayer I've ever prayed over Adam, God, that you restore him to a heart of worship because he's a worshiper. Lord, that the ministry that you have set aside for him, the calling and the the life that you've already planned for Adam, Lord, that he starts to walk in that and to not ignore it or be afraid of it because it might be an unknown area. Lord, I pray that he begins to trust you in everything that he does. Amen.